brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Thanks for tuning in to the Terrifying Texas Podcast. I'm your host, Lexi, and today I am discussing an absolutely awful woman. She was actually thought to be the inspiration for Annie Wilkes in Misery, killer nurse Janine Jones. Let's get right into it. Janine Ann Jones was born on July 13, 1950, and she was immediately adopted by a San Antonio couple, Dick and Gladys Jones. Dick and Gladys had three other adopted children. And Dick was a professional gambler who had a few failed businesses, which took a toll on the family. Janine was a troubled child who would do stuff like fake sick for attention. Being short and chunky didn't help either, as it made her super lonely and a target for bullies. She was described as being aggressive and would lie, manipulate, and betray people to get her way. She really sounds like such a gym. Anyways, when Janine was in high school, her 14-year-old brother Travis was killed by a pipe bomb that he had built. I couldn't really find the reason why he was building a pipe bomb, but back to the story. So shortly after her 14-year-old brother died, her father and another brother ended up dying of cancer, leaving her absolutely devastated. After she graduated, she married her high school sweetheart, James Harvey Delaney Jr., also known as Jimmy. After being married for seven months, Jimmy joined the Navy and left. Janine bragged about having multiple affairs and hookups but she was a big fat liar, so no one can say if that's even true. Janine was a stay-at-home wife, and at the urge of her mother, she enrolled in a beauty school, and she even gave birth to her first child, Richard Michael Delaney, after her husband had returned. Four years later, Janine filed for divorce. They ended up reconciling a couple of times, and she got pregnant with her second child, a girl named Heather, but she ended up dumping her two kids off with her mother. Since Janine still had her cosmetology training, she got a job at a hospital beauty salon which I never even knew was a thing, but go off. Since Janine was still a hoe after all, she was extremely attracted to all of the doctors. 
In order to surround herself with them, she underwent a year's training to become a vocational nurse. Her first job was at San Antonio's Methodist Hospital, but she was fired after eight months for basically trying to make decisions where she wasn't even authorized to. Plus, she was really rude to the patients, so the hospital had had it with her. In 1978, she ended up working in the ICU of the Bayer County Medical Center. She got a job in the pediatric unit where she managed to be a crappy worker, doing stuff like giving herself overtime, disobeying the doctor's orders, making decisions on behalf of the child, skipping mandatory training classes, and just made error after error. But her boss, Pat Belko, loved her for whatever reason. So of course she got away with all of the awfulness. In 1981, and I hope I don't butcher his last name, James Robotham became the director of Bayer Hospital. James liked Janine's quote-unquote work ethic and let her have choice of the sickest patients. Janine started being extra with the children's bodies after they had passed away, and that impressed James, so he turned a blind eye when children started dying from non-fatal conditions. Janine's co-workers even called her shift the death shift. In fact, kids were over 10 times more likely to die during Janine's shift. It took three babies dying of an overdose to finally get the attention of the hospital administrators. The hospital director wanted to inquire into the cases, but he feared negative publicity, which is so stupid. I can't believe the image is prioritized over lives. But anyways, Janine would have been transferred out of the pediatric ward, but the hospital fearing lawsuits asked all of the LVNs to resign so they could staff a pediatric unit with registered nurses. In 1982, Janine was hired by Dr. Kathleen Holland, who was setting up a pediatric ward in Kerrville, Texas. Dr. Holland was fully aware of the investigation at Bear Hospital since she did her residency there. Dr. Holland was even warned about Janine, but she still hired her. It honestly just amazes me how all of these doctors, who are like the smartest people, are so oblivious. But within the first few months of the hospital running, at least seven children started having unexplained seizures. Once the children started being treated at a different hospital, they made a full recovery. It took the death of a 15-month-old named Chelsea Ann McClellan for Dr. Holland to open her eyes. Chelsea was given a fatal dose of, okay, let me try to say this, succinylcholine, which is a paralytic agent, during a routine checkup. Chelsea was given her vaccinations, and then she stopped breathing. She passed away on the way to the hospital. An investigation was finally started and Dr. Holland was asked about her use of the succinylcholine. In 1982, during a routine stock check, pinpricks were discovered in two stoppers of succinylcholine. I'm going to be an expert at pronouncing this by the end of this episode. Another bottle was found to be filled with saline and another bottle was discovered missing. The only two people who had access to this medicine storage was Dr. Holland and of course Janine. A formal investigation was started on November 21st. Janine was indicted in San Antonio for injuring four-week-old Rolando Santos by injecting him with heparin, which I hope I'm saying that right, but that's an anticoagulant. Rolando was being treated for pneumonia and suffered from spontaneous hemorrhaging. Rolando did survive, though, thanks to other physicians. Further investigating, it was discovered that Janine was suspected in at least 10 infant deaths at Bayer County's pediatric ward. As it turns out, Janine was basically creating the scenarios where she would be the hero and save the babies that she was hurting in the first place. Other nurses from Bayer County recalled one of Janine's plans to create a pediatric ICU in San Antonio by raising the amount of seriously ill children. She once told a co-worker, in a quote, they're out there, all you have to do is find them. 
She was seriously like the absolute worst person and I don't understand how so many people just turned a blind eye to this. On October 12th, 1982, a Kerr County grand jury created a hearing for the cases of the eight children who had an emergency at Dr. Holland's clinic and for the death of Chelsea McClellan. Chelsea's body was exhumed and it was confirmed that a cystinocholine overdose was what killed her. In February 1983, a second grand jury in San Antonio was created to investigate the suspicious deaths of 47 children at Bear Hospital during the four years that Janine was there. She did a lot of damage, but she certainly did not get away with it. So let's talk a little bit about her sentencing. Janine would end up being charged with the murder of Chelsea McClellan and seven others, and she was sentenced to 99 years. In a second trial, she was convicted of the attempted murder of Rolando Santos and was sentenced to 60 years. So she would have to serve her 99 years and her 60 years concurrently. During her time in prison, Janine even had the nerve to petition for immediate release because she was a, quote, free citizen being illegally held in the state of Texas prison system, which is cruel and most definitely unusual punishment. Janine stated that her, quote, illegal confinement had caused mental, physical, emotional, and health issues. And get this, Janine even had the nerve to ask for financial compensation. The absolute nerve. Thankfully, the petition was rejected, as it should have been. But with a little bit of bad news, in 1984, Bear Hospital was already embarrassed by all of the negative publicity, as they should have been. But they ended up shredding hospital records, including documents that were under subpoena. Of course they did. But back to Janine. She ended up at the Lane Murray Unit in Gatesville, Texas. Janine was scheduled to be released due to overcrowding in 2018. But to stop her release, she was indicted for the murder of 11-month-old Joshua Sawyer. Janine killed Joshua by injecting him with Dilantin, which is an anti-seizure drug. Janine would be charged with killing two-year-old Rosemary Vega as well by injecting her with a, quote, unknown substance. Baby Rosemary, which I'm going to call her Baby Rosemary because her mom is also Rosemary, she was recovering from a heart surgery when she started having breathing problems, all during Janine's shift, of course. Rosemary's mother, Rosemary Cantu, was 18 at the time, and she actually worked at the hospital doing housekeeping. Rosemary knew Janine and saw her putting medication into Baby Rosemary's IV line. She asked her, what was she doing? What was she giving to her? Janine answered back that she was giving her something to help her baby rest. Two minutes later, baby Rosemary started turning purple. The next day, she had started to stabilize. But later in the day, on it, of course, it was Janine's shift. She ended up suffering three different episodes of cardiac arrest, and it resulted in severe brain damage. Baby Rosemary would be pronounced dead on September 16, 1981. But 36 years later, Rosemary would get justice for baby Rosemary. In April 2018, a San Antonio judge denied a request to dismiss five new murder charges against Janine. And on January 16, 2020, she pleaded guilty to the murder of Joshua as a part of a plea deal in which four other charges were dropped. Janine was finally sentenced to life in prison and will not be eligible for parole until she is about 87. So in between all of that, Janine even had the nerve to write the Texas Nursing Board who was just barely revoking her nursing license to apologize. Her license was officially revoked on June 10th, 2011. So I am so glad that Janine got what she deserved. I think she deserves to rot. So what are your thoughts about Janine Jones? Do you think she got what she deserved? Or do you think she deserved the death penalty? Let me know what you think. Send me a DM on Instagram at Terrifying Texas Podcast and give me a follow while you're there. That's it for this week. As always, I'm Lexi. Bye.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.